Welcome to Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. I'm your host, Dr. William Baker, and I want to thank everybody for coming back. If you're new, welcome to the podcast. Um, I don't like to talk as fast as what others do in some podcasts, um, so you'll notice I'll slow down a little bit. Not going to be as... Um, it's not like some of these news cycles that just try to ram the same thing down your throat and they don't give people a chance to talk. So I want to give you a time to listen to what I'm saying and think about it. Um, now, this is a little different. We're scheduling this, um, doing this for the middle of the week. I'm doing a short little segment today out of the Bible, out of Matthew. Um, it is the next section in our um, readings. It's Matthew 12. Uh, verses 43 through 45 uh, it's only a couple but it's uh, pretty pretty on point um, and before we get into that I uh, just briefly want to say you know and, and this kind of goes with it you know as I've mentioned in some of my other podcasts God gives you a choice you're either going to believe in him or you're not you know, Jesus gives you a choice. You're going to believe in him or you're not. He's performed all of his miracles. You've seen his authority, his messianic authority, by driving out demons, by healing people, bringing the dead back to life. He's done all that. We've witnessed it. And in the Bible, you see that the Pharisees are trying to trick him up. The scribes are trying to trick him into claiming something because they want to maintain their position and status in society. They don't like it that the people are pulling away from them and, and going to him. They don't recognize him as the Messiah. The people do, but they don't. They want to keep their power, their status. They want to have the money coming in and keep their lifestyle. Well, think about that. They don't want to change their lifestyle and they know better. And that's going to tie into a little bit about what we're talking about today. But think about it. From a Christian perspective, what are you willing to do to be a Christian? And I ask that question because the Pharisees, who were temple priests, some of them, most of them were, and then you have scribes, They weren't willing to change and recognize Jesus as Messiah. In fact, they were kind of evil. They weren't Christian at all. So think about that when we're talking about the reading today. And tell me if you, you know, let me know if you like these shorter readings. I'll give you the contact information after the reading. So I want to go ahead and uh, dive into the reading. Um, again, Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 to 45 and it's unclean an unclean spirit's return now I will read through it and after I read through it I'll go back and I will break it down and explain it that's what we always do I just wanted to point that out for the new people so let's begin when an unclean spirit comes out of a person it roams through waterless places looking for rest but doesn't find any then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from. Returning, it finds the house vacant, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and settle down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. 
That's how it will also be with this evil generation. Now, that's a lot in just a couple verses. It's powerful. We go back, it says, When an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through waterless places looking for rest but doesn't find any. Now, we know in the Bible that Jesus drove out many spirits, unclean spirits. And when they left, they were gone. Because he drove them out. They recognized his authority and, and, and they drove them, he drove them out. Now, when they left, it says, when they come out of the person, they roam through waterless places. Looking for rest, but didn't find any. So, in the Bible, they're typically referencing it to hot, dry areas. You know, you're talking about the desert. There's, there's no... Uh, rain, there's no vegetation, things aren't growing. It's typically, you know, when you think of a desert place, you think it, it's godless. There's no life. There's nothing there. It's just... But that's what the unclean spirits found there, too. Nothing. Specifically, no rest. Just like anybody else who was there wouldn't find much rest, they didn't find any rest either. So in 44, it says, then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from. Returning, it finds the house vacant, swept, and put in order. Now, the house, we're talking about the unclean spirit, as we learned in the first one, comes out of a person. So the, unclean, uh, the, uh, the house that we're talking about is a person. It is an, a physical person. And when that spirit left, that person cleaned themselves up, right? You know, it says it was vacant. There's nothing there. It's swept out. It's put in order. There's no other demons there. The person's cleaned up a little bit. Doesn't mean they found God. They put it in order to a degree. Now, you can be a Christian and demons can return. It depends on if you're following the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians and you're reading your Bible and following God and you know you build up that defense against these demons you don't want them to come back but the demon goes back to its house it's linked itself it's associated itself with that person and think about that in today's society what demons are out there associating with them you know you've well conditions people are greedy people are evil mean murderers adulterers think about it they don't want to change a lot of people don't want to change to follow God because it's inconvenient in your lifestyle and I'm going to touch on that in just a minute when we get down here because that's big what I just said is important to remember Verse 45, Matthew chapter 12, verse 45. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they entered the and settled down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. That's how it will also be with this evil generation. 
Now that demon comes back, oh man, this place is clean. No, no other demons here. I gotta go out and bring me some friends in. We're gonna, I got a place we can stay at now. Because, well, let me just take one step back. I'll mention that in a minute. Now he's going out and getting seven other spirits unclean spirits to come back with him. That represents what? Seven is typically associated with, you know, holiness, God, perfection. Well, this is a perfect demon. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, possession, ownership of the person. It wants the person totally whole, you know, materially everything it's got and, and, and immaterially, whatever it's got inside. It wants to control the total, not just part, total control. Like I said, it's linked itself with that person. It's came back. Demon possession. Seven other you know demons with it. The 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 total complete perfect perfect demon possession of the person. It's completely taken over. And they enter and settle down. Now it says, as a result, the person's last condition is worse than the first. Now if I have one demon in me, and if I have a demon in me, I'm not going to get rid of it myself. I'm certainly not going to get rid of it. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, going to do that, drive it out, Right? shake your head yeah right so if they drive it out you get Jesus you get God and the demon goes away now to get the demon back what happens you've lost God you've lost Jesus you've lost the Holy Spirit you've you become separated and seven more move in oh this is perfect it's all clean waiting for us we got the demon hotel set up now Boof, moved in we're all sharing rooms in the same house. Total possession. We own it. But it says right there, it's worse than the first. Because the first time you just had one demon. Now you've got eight. Because that one demon went and got seven more. That's eight. Because the original one too. So that's eight. That is worse than when you started. But... It says that's how it will be with this evil generation. The condition's going to be worse. Because they don't want to give it up. I found God, but I'll just, you know, it's alright if I do this. I'll just go back to God and ask for forgiveness. He'll forgive me. I know he will. Why? Because that's what he does. It's okay if I go out here and steal this or kill this person or do this because God's going to forgive me and I know that. But if you know that, you shouldn't do it. And God knows that too. You'll be judged. The people that do that will be judged. God won't welcome that. That goes back to what we were saying. God doesn't like to give his pearls out to be trampled by swine or dogs. Sorry about that. I had a call and I will you'll notice a little blip. I'll splice these together. Um, 
I do take some of the calls because, um, like I said, we're out there everywhere. But I want to finish, get back into the scripture, and I'll talk about that. But, but yeah, so you've got seven demons brought back in, plus the original. You've got eight. You've got eight demons. And that's not good. But like, like I was saying, the generation, today's generation, you can't go away from God and, and you know, find God. You're, you're cleaning yourself up and everything. And say, it's all right. He's going to let me back in. You know what? They, they say in the Bible, you know, the way to Hades is, is, is wide. The, the road to heaven through the gate is narrow. It's a narrow path. Remember, around heaven, there are walls. There's gates. The gates are open. I don't know if you can walk that path. You know, God's going to sit on that white judgment throne and judge everybody. But as you've seen, you, you've, you've had the one. Then seven more come back. What are they? It's not the same one. It's not the same condition. God drove out demons, right? One made them sick, can make you lame. It can, you know, it's other things that, that cripple you, bring you down. They defile your body, what we're supposed to be. Physically, mentally, spiritually, definitely spiritually. And you have to be careful about that. You have to be careful. When you accept God, when you accept Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit, that you don't become separated. It's not easy. It takes work. You can become separated, but you can bring yourself back without getting so many demons and caught up in things. Everybody questions things at times. There's different levels of Christianity. You can be immature like a baby. You can be an adolescent to like a teenager. And then you can become an adult and then mature in it. There's different levels of Christianity. You have to mature yourself in Christianity. You have to read your Bible. You have to pray regularly. I don't know. Well, I read my Bible. I'm good. I read it once. I read a book. That's not what I'm talking about. There's always more nuggets of wisdom in the Bible. These are pearls that Jesus gave us. Just like prayer. It strengthens us. It's all spiritual currency to help us when we have times of weakness. So, that's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, going back to the call, I tell everybody, you know, if you have problems, if something's going on, wow, that sun's starting to get bright. If, if something's going on and you need to talk, reach out to me. There's ways to contact me. One, we have a website, clm.global. It's Christian Life Ministries, but it's, it's clm.global. There's info at clm.global. That is an email. If you send an email to it asking, you know, you want to talk or something, I'll respond back. On the Podbean site, Christian Life with Dr. William Baker, there is a contact uh, page. There's information on how to contact me. On YouTube, um, Dr. William Baker. On Christian Life Ministries on Facebook, you'll, you'll see the 
on the one side you'll see the podcasts. We've got quite a few out there, but you can reach out to me via that or Dr. William Baker. I'm out there, you know, um, just find me. The face is out there. You'll see it. Um, but, you know, I always say if, if something's going on, times are difficult, you want to talk about something, um, before you, you make a decision on something, you know, if, if you think you should talk to somebody, you don't have anybody to talk to, thinking about harming yourself or others, give me a call. I'm not saying, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. I'm saying give me a chance. It's just going to cost a little bit of time. That's, that's not going to hurt you. It's not going to cost you anything. I'll, I will be in touch. I promise you I will be in touch. Just like I had the phone call. So, having said that, I hope everybody's having a blessed week. Please be safe. Some parts of the world are not nice. Some parts are better than others, safe for Christians, others aren't. Some places, Christians are being killed right now. People don't always think about that globally, around the world, how Christians are being impacted. So with that, I'll say God bless. It's uh, the middle of the week. Uh, for some people, it's just another day. And go with God. This has been Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. God bless.